0: Welcome to the Circle of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland. Today, I've got Ryan Cote. Ryan, how we doing, man?
1: Doing great, Brett. Yeah, I'm excited to speak with you. Let's do this. Awesome.
0: Good to be with you. Coming from New Jersey, Jersey.
1: Yes, sir. Morristown, New Jersey.
0: How do you say "ca"? You say "ca"? "ba"? That's more Boston, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I think it's <that's> Boston. Yeah. <laughs> that's Boston, right? That's what us Midwesterners, man. We just we just lump you guys all together out there it's on the east together. So it's you know it's kind yeah. of. Somewhere over there, somewhere over there. Well, you are the director of digital services and uh, agency partner of uh, Valentine uh, You guys got yes, a phenomenal sir. company doing some great stuff. Founded back in 19, what was it? 1966.
1: Yeah, 55 years ago, my great uncle started the company. It's amazing. You know, by himself, you know, and then it just now fast forward, it's me, my two brothers, my uncle, my cousin is here. My dad retired four years
0: ago. So that is the definition of a family business, man. So talk about that. How's that working with family and everybody kind of rowing in the in the canoe together?
1: Yeah, it's fine. You know, I know not all family businesses work and not that it's roses and peaches here, but it's definitely, obviously I'm third generation. You know, my cousin's in the business now. And so, yeah, it's, it's worked fine. It's, it's, it is kind of cool to all work together towards the same goal. And we all have like distinct, well, there's some overlap in the responsibilities, but we do have like, different things that we all handle. Like my one brother, Scott's more like the finance and operations, my uncle and, and Jake and, and Matt, brother, Matt, they're more on the direct mail side. I'm on the digital side. So we do have some responsibility to overlap yeah. for sure. But, but we also have distinct roles and it's kind of cool to work together to grow the business.
0: Yeah. Thanksgiving's a little different for you guys. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't That's see it. my brothers on the weekends and I see them every day. So.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, that's awesome. Different. Well, what do you think's helped make you the man you are today, Ryan? I mean, it's obviously this, this company, this is a big deal. Your family, I would assume is around that, but uh, you, you had to take some steps and make some choices. I always say in life, there's consequences and there's choices. There's a consequence to our choice. So what's, what's kind of helped shape who you are today? I like
1: to think, you know, you know, the habits that you have and the decisions that you make every day that yeah. it compounds to the life that you have and not that I always make the right decision or that my habits are perfect, but I think overall I do a good job with those. So the food that I ate, the food that I eat, you know, the exercise, the the personal development work that I do on myself for mindset and everything that goes along with that, the books that I read, I, I don't watch much. I don't watch any news. I yeah. very watch very little TV. I mean, I do watch a little bit. It's uh, I'm not like militant about it, but right. very little. And I just choose to work on myself the best that I can while still having fun and I, I know, I think it, I mean, I enjoy that kind of stuff. I enjoyed the whole personal growth air, uh, market, but I also enjoy business too. I, I think back to when I was I don't know, high school, I'm I've always, I was always trying to sell things and do things. It's like the whole yeah. Gary B story, like selling the baseball cards. Well, it's right. true. I was doing that. But even like, I, I think about going back to college, I started selling things on eBay. Then I got into e-commerce and then affiliate marketing. And then teaching myself SEO, then getting into the family business, and so it's always been like just slow build up, a slow buildup of trying things, and some of the things failed, and some of the things worked, and I just enjoy it. So I think I think it's not when it's not, it's not work, you know, and I enjoy it. So I think that's the sure. difference too.
0: I think it's funny you say that because I was smiling there because it, it's. I think back in my childhood, I was I was always hustling too, man. It was like. I would, I would literally go to Sam's in Champaign, Illinois. My parents, we'd buy either crybabies or lemon heads. I'm an only child. I'd buy these big containers of lemon heads, right? And then I would take them to school. I'd have pockets bulging with lemon heads. And I would, I would just, I was slinging lemon heads, man, in, in the hallway. At, you know, you, you get five for a dollar or 25 cents a piece. And, and I would literally come home with like 13, 15, 20 bucks a day. In junior high and elementary school and into high school, it's like, man, kids want candy. I didn't have candy stores in the high school where I went, so I was the candy guy.
1: Yeah, you, you make me you make me think of a story I haven't spoken about in a long time. And my wife makes fun of me for this. I remember in college I got in trouble. I, I got called into the dean's office. Is that what the dean's office? Sure. Because I was trying to sell vitamins, and I was basically <laughs> hanging up fly like multivitamins, and I was hanging up flyers on the. Like there was like, there was like a hallway that you would take to get into the cafeteria. And there was like a spot where you could put things on there, like a little bulletin board. And I got these things printed up and it was basically like the cafeteria food here is not that healthy. You need, you need to take multivitamins to, you know, help your health. <laughs> that was your pitch, right? That was the pitch. And I got in trouble for that. Yeah, so. they
0: didn't like that. But hey, you know what, dude, Tom Brady's selling vitamins now. I mean, surely, I mean, you know, you were ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you you guys do a ton of digital marketing. And now for anybody that's on social media now knows, you know, and or at least heard of what digital marketing is and, and so on. But where do you think, well, you can brag on yourselves for a while, your company, but also where do you see some of the best people on social media? What are they doing to make a difference and make an impact and get results with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, with social media, it's interesting. We used to do a lot of social media. Now we do less of it. We've kind of not pigeonholed ourselves. It was on purpose, but we've niched down to a, a specific vertical on the digital marketing side, mainly manufacturers and industrial. And so we'll use social media, mainly LinkedIn, just to get the content that we create out into the news feeds of, of their audience. So taking advantage of the advertising platform. But I can still answer that question because I'm still in the business and I still see a lot. It really comes down to being authentic, you know, and providing value. There's so much noise out there, you know, and it's really hard to stand out if you're just more of that noise. And so the people that are like, look at, I mentioned Gary V before, but look at him. He's everywhere. He's, he's doing a lot of video. He's very authentic. He tells it how it is. And that, that kind of, that kind of activity is going to just like, here's all the noise. And it's going to raise you above that noise. And then obviously take, you know, obviously the content needs to be good. It needs to be consistent. And then, you know, social media is very much pay to play. I mean, it has been for for years now, but you have to use their advertising platform for people to actually see the content. doesn't matter how good it is. the organic reach is pretty much nothing. And so pretty much zero. And so you need to use the advertising platform to get your good content into the, in front of your audience.
0: So that's advice you would have for people then that are putting out good content is it's kind of a pay to play deal. So on LinkedIn or pick your favorite social media platform that you want to uh, build your brand on, you're, you're, you're saying buy the ads, do the things that you need to do to build that organic, uh, I guess soon to be organic reach, but now you're just kind of buying it.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to spend the time and or money on the content you need to, if you want people to see it, you've got to, you've got to use the advertising platform. Yeah. I mean, the way that we approach social media right now for most of our clients is part of the program. And this is not a pitch. I'm just answering the question. But part of the program is creating content for them. Part of it, and then yes, Google will eventually. We put it on the site. Eventually, Google will find it and index it and rank it and all that. But then we put it on LinkedIn and or Facebook, and it sits there. And some people will see it. But then we use the advertising platform to then force it into the news feeds of people. So yeah. you know, it's for 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 us at least right now. Social media is a tool to distribute our content.
0: And what do you see in the typical daily spend is on something like that? Like, what what do you recommend for people? Is it a is it a percentage of revenue? Is it a is it a goal based thing? What does that look like? I think it's a goal based thing. It, it depends. Like, it, it depends on the you know the manufacturing
1: industrial industry is like it's very specific, very niche. So we don't need as much. We'll typically you know boost a post like fifty or hundred bucks, and that'll that'll get it pretty far and wide. But yeah, yeah it, like there's a lot of companies out there that use social media and Facebook specifically as a lead generator, and for them it's all about like you know, they're, they're getting an ROI on it. So they'll, they'll max out their spend the best, the most they can, because they're getting that return. So it really depends right. on your goal, what you're selling, your industry, but test you can on, on Facebook, LinkedIn is more expensive, but on Facebook, you can test for, you know, $25 and just see what it gets you, you know?
0: Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So what, when it one of the topics I want to talk about today, you said small business marketing does not equal small ideas. Talk to me about that. What's that mean? I think
1: that, part you know that topic is really about well, digital has level the playing field for you know uh, we're a small you know valentine is a small business but we have the same t- we might not have the same budget as these you know gigantic companies right but we all have the same tools and so just because you're a small business doesn't mean doesn't mean you need to think small you know you, you don't have to you, you might not have a big budget to work with but you have all the tools so then we do it for our own for our own marketing like we we put together a whole integrated approach on creating videos and how we're going to use social media, the content we're going to create, the search engine op- search engine optimization we're going to do, the the keywords we're going to bid on for Google Ads. And so we might not have this gigantic budget, but we have the same we have the tools that the big companies have and and we lay them out the best we can and you know try to make them work for us. So just because you're a small business doesn't mean you need to market small. You have the tools at your disposal in the day and age we live in and take advantage of them.
0: Yeah. And we and we kind of talked about this, but would you say the social media, the LinkedIn advertising things, like what what's the most effective paid online advertising strategies?
1: Yeah. I mean, it depends on who you're selling to. So there's two ways to, two ways to answer that. So there's a paid advertising for Google and then there's the paid advertising for social. And they both play sort of different roles with Google advertising, okay. bidding on keywords for marketing. You're getting in front of people that have a need. So they're going to Google and they're searching. And so they have a need. And so at least in our experience, the, that tends to convert better because it, it makes sense. Like the person has needs, So they're going to Google and they're typing in whatever they're typing in.
0: It's like somebody going to Google and saying, I need a wealth management advisor in St. Louis. And and there we are, visionary wealth advisors. Boom.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, they're, if they're searching for that keyword, they are looking for, you know, a specific type of company and that's a ripe lead. And so you you hope that your website does its job and converts, converts that lead. And then the paid side on social, it depends how you use it. Like, you know, right or wrong, we use paid social for syndicating our clients' content but there's plenty of people that use paid advertising and social to, to sell product, to they build out a whole funnel to sell to sell their course or whatever the case is, to you know, push more video views, to get email opt-ins. You know, Facebook can be very effective for generating email opt-ins. And so there's just like, and that's the beauty of like, like the day and age we live in, that we have so many options and so many different platforms to take advantage of. It makes our job a little easier.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's what makes it tougher for us though. For those normal people that listen to this podcast, we, we don't know the digital marketing side. We don't understand the algorithms. We don't understand SEO. And that's why yeah. you know we work with you know a team of people to do that. But that's, that's the importance of it, right? Is you got to find the right team. You got to find the right people because I know you talk about your a your, lot. Your website has to be able to, and you just said a little bit ago, take that Google search and then generate it and turn it into business. Yes. Right. So how does how does how does the lawyer or the accountant or the financial advisor listen to this? How do they make sure their website's doing that?
1: Yeah, good question. So load speed's really important. That's a, a Google factor now. A pretty big factor, actually, the load speed. It's called Core Vitals. If you want to do a search for that, like just search for Core Vitals. That's a recent update that they did where it looks at like your load speed, how your website acts and shifts, and you know, they don't like a lot of movement. And so the first thing I would say is they get your load speed rock solid, mobile. You know, obviously can I interrupt
0: there real quick. So sure. okay. So let's just we we'll, let's go down that road. I think this is very helpful for our listeners. So I go to Google, I typed in, I type in core vitals. Yeah. And then something pops up. And then I'm able to then put visionarywealthadvisors.com or abc.com, whatever the, the thing is, they can put that in there and they know how fast my load rate is.
1: Actually, do this. This is a, a better tool to use. We use uh, it's a tool called GT metrics. So it's GT m e t r i x. dot Pop your URL into there, your website, yep. and then it'll give you like your page speed scores, your core vital scores. And core vitals is just a, a new thing that Google's looking at, which it's it's a, it's a few things, but it's like how fast your site load, how big are the images, how much does your site shift. You know, you see those sites where you scroll down and things are coming in left, coming in right, boom. Yeah, they don't really like that as much anymore because I guess it's not a good user experience. So. Okay. That you've if you put your website into that tool it'll give you a good starting point there's other things too and like that's free can, to use it's free yeah. yeah yeah it's free that's a good starting point
0: gtmetrics.com we will put that in the show notes that's a that's a huge value add right there for people and then obviously they reach out to people like you or whoever their team is to get that fixed
1: because yeah. that's
0: going to help them show up higher on the the financial planner example on Google
1: it will I mean load speed's got you know it's like the it's like small hinge that swings the big door because Yes, it's going to help your SEO, but it's also going to help you convert more because slow sites are, you know, they don't they don't convert well. People just bounce right. because of their attention span. Yeah. So it helps for a couple of reasons.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, our attention spans are not good anymore. And it's amazing? It's like if something doesn't just pop up, man, I'm like, all right, I'm out. I'm done. I'm I think to back to the else. days
1: when we had the modems and it was like the 28.8 load speed. It was like making yeah. that noise as I was getting on. And it would be like minutes before the internet. Oh, now yeah. It's like seconds. And you're like, what is
0: wrong with this? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I was in college, man. You hear those things trying to get on the internet. You're like, come on, you know. <laughs> Class in five minutes. Let's go. So, what do are you finding the, the the advice you would have for people that want to generate leads and they want to actually drum up business and find new clients? What are some of the best ways we can do that?
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I want I want to add on to one more thing with the making your site convert. I think right. it's important. And then I'll answer that question. So we we mentioned load speed. We mentioned making the site mobile responsive and mobile, like really good on mobile. And then just making sure that you have a clear, clear call to actions. Like we get a lot of clients and maybe it's a space that we, that we play in, but there's like no clear call to actions. Like, what do you want me to do, do on this page? Am I requesting a quote? Am I contacting you? Where's the form? Where's the phone number? Make it really easy for them to convert It sounds like it's like basic advice, but we see it over and over again. So I think it's worth mentioning, you know, have a a, a, know what you want the person to do on your site, opt in to a newsletter, call you, fill out a form, whatever the case is, and then make it just like brain dead easy for them to do so on every page. And that's going to help you get more leads.
0: Yeah. That's one thing we're changing right now on our website is that same thing is call to action is always there wherever you're at on the website. It's just, it's right there with you.
1: Yeah. And you can use a, like if you're on, well, I think they're more than just WordPress. I think, yeah, I think it's any website you can use a tool like hello bar. they have got a free version and a paid version, not affiliated. Just, just it's a, it's a bar that appears at the top of your page and scrolls down with you. So you can, you know, it makes it very easy to just get your information on every page.
0: So again, there's five ways that we can drum up business. What are those?
1: Yeah. So lead generation. Yeah. So there's different, like you, the starting point is, is knowing, you know, your target audience is of course it's like the that's like the starting point like who is your target audience and then really where where do they go where they where do they hang out on the internet we always prefer like if i think about our own lead generation it's not relying on one channel and so to give you like real life example here like we still do the old school stuff like trade shows that's a that's a big lead generator for us you know like that face-to-face or soon to be face-to-face contact We've got, you know, our clients and getting referrals from the clients and leads from them. We've got, honestly, cold calling and cold emailing. We still do that, like, why not? Like, it's it's just another channel for us to get in front of people that might not be searching or might not be looking for us. And then there's all the online stuff and our website, of course, that gets leads. And so for the website and the online uh, marketing tactics, yeah, it's like search engine optimization. It's Google advertising, bidding bidding on keywords and optimizing for keywords. Content creation is huge. That's one thing I wanted to talk about a little bit, but content creation is really big. You know, creating content that answers questions, that's keyword optimized, that you can repurpose the heck out of and go crazy with it. There's email, you know, MailChimp or whatever tool you want to use, getting a a, a monthly or, or weekly newsletter out there. And so I guess the point I'm trying to make is you don't want to rely on one channel. You want to have a diverse lead source because honestly, sometimes the website's not generating leads you know, there's like a, maybe a week that we're at slow, but we've got other channels that are, you know, maybe people are responding to our cold emails when the website's a little slow and then vice versa. And so we always try to have like a diverse set of channels for lead generation. And that's that's worked best for us.
0: And when I hear you say oh, my, my website is slow that week, like what does that mean to you? Like I, I hear that. And, and let me preface this with this. I was talking to a guy, his son's on one of my son's soccer teams. And he was saying they get this, this car dealership, they get 14,000 phone calls a month, fourteen thousand phone calls a month, and I'm like, I, I, I told him, I said, I don't even understand that. Like, I don't understand how that's even possible, right? But it's yeah. all the stuff they're doing out there that drives this business to call them fourteen thousand times a month. That's mind blowing. How in the hell is that happening?
1: Well, because you got to think about what you're selling. Like someone, like for an agency like Valentine, we, you know, you know, we get leads every week, but it's not, it's not a service that's like everyone's looking for, like sure. a car, you know. So you have to like. You know, you have to, cause we have, we have clients outside of the manufacturing industrial space and some of them get, they're more like consumer brands, like are more like uh, more B2C, I should say, not B2B and like business to consumer versus business to business. And they get a lot more leads because there's just a larger volume of people looking for what they sell or what they do. And so, yeah, you'll see, like, you have to look at what vertical you're talking about cars. Yeah. They get a tr- First of all, automotive, cause we have some clients in that space. They spend a tremendous amount on their marketing, billboards, TV, radio, yeah. digital, like a lot of paid advertising, a lot of Facebook advertising. And so they're just, they just have a lot more out there. And so they're going to get more leads and they're selling cars, which is, a, you know, everyone needs a car. So right. you're just going to get more leads that way.
0: Yeah. But it's still, it gives, again, it goes back to if my website is slow that month. I mean, I guess it's like everything you just said, whether it's an email newsletter, it's content creation on social media, it's targeted ads on Facebook, LinkedIn, Google—I mean, those are the things you're saying. All is driving back to my website, and if it's yeah. slow, then it's everything else I'm doing wrong, which is why my website is slow. Yeah, and
1: I think, like, at least in our business, I, I see it's like ebbs and flows, like sales. It's all about timing, and there's just a lot of ebbs and flows in, in, in the leads that come in. I'm not sure why that is. I think it's just, I think, it, I think it's, I think it's the industry. I think it's just the nature of digital marketing. Like, because you think about it too, like if you if you're doing SEO and you've got strong rankings, it doesn't mean your site's always going to get that click. And it doesn't mean yeah. that searchers is, is like, are they really looking for an agency or, or what you sell? You know? And so a lot of it's timing and a lot of it's luck on on them on the right person clicking on your search result. And so I think that, I think that contributes to the ebb and flow as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So let's, let's kind of turn the page a little bit and talk about business owners and you know, you're know you running a business and a division of your business and why should we as leaders and owners, and obviously we know the answer to this, but I want to hear your side of that is why, why and how should we be investing in ourselves for personal development?
1: Yes. I like that question a lot. Um, I mean, to me, and this, I'm, I'm not the one to say this. I just, believe it's true I think the best investment you can make is in yourself and so because that you know that creates a ripple effect in everything else you do think about it like it logically it makes sense like if you're investing yourself your mindset your self-education your exercise your fitness all the things that we know we should be doing you're going to show up differently at work you're going to show up differently at home Um, it's going to change you as a person you know versus someone that just watches the news all day and doesn't exercise and eats garbage and You know, just all that stuff. You're gonna be a different person. It's gonna change you, not for the better. And so, you know, I think really personal growth, personal development. I think it's a critical foundation for business owners because you need to you need to build to lead yourself before you can lead others and lead your company. Um, And that's why that's why I love it. And also, it's also the journey that never ends. I mean, I think you need to like, for me at least, like when I arrive somewhere. Like the goal always just moves but it's fun so but i always try to remind myself to be present because you don't always want to be achieving and never fully realize what you actually have in the moment right and that's where like gratitude practice comes in practicing being present you know it's 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 fun yes. i don't know I, it's I, awesome. I i i find it fun
0: well i think it's cool too is, i mean the other thing though that that people probably do that listen to this but is the importance of this is how much are you investing in yourself dollar wise, right? It's one thing to go buy a $20 book. It's another thing to, you know, spend some time reading a blog, but you're putting your money where your mouth is, right? So talk to us a little bit about what you're doing tomorrow morning, what the weekend looks like with the big A, Aaron Walker.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, I've got, you know, if if you want to start down the personal development path, you're not really sure what to do. I think a morning routine is like, is the best place to start because you could check off a lot of boxes. So My morning routine right now, honestly, it's a short morning routine. It used to be long, but I'm just kind of playing around with different things because it's sort of like an experiment for me right now. I've got a 20 minute routine. I ask myself a series of questions like, like, who am I going to reach out to today? What am I grateful for? What's my number one priority? All that stuff. And then I, I exercise a little bit. I meditate. Does that number one priority,
0: sorry to interrupt. Does that number one priority change daily? Or is it kind of like, you're always focused on this number one, you know, your family, your faith, your whatever.
1: Oh no, it's, it's a more of like, number one uh, number one priority like a task that i need to do for that day got it okay to give you an example like today's uh, today's task i've got a sales presentation next week and so my number one priority today is to just to start working on the, the presentation deck so
0: besides crushing it on the circuit of success that's, number. that's <laughs> your number yeah. that's your one that's your 1b well
1: that was right? a given <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then to answer your other question, so the, the morning routine, I think it's critical. And then yeah, mastermind. So like you mentioned I'm going to ISI, Iron Sharpens Iron. It's a mastermind I'm part of by Aaron Walker, been a member for four years. And that's another personal development, like along with the morning routines, I think another really critical pillar of personal development is, is having some sort of mastermind. They all look a little bit different, but the idea is getting together with like-minded people that are all trying to make each other stronger and better and help you work through issues and problems. You know, like we read books together, we meet weekly and we meet together twice a year in person, which is where I'm going tomorrow. And so I think that is a, It also pushes you out of your comfort zone too, which I think is really important. I know for me, when I first joined, it was very different for me. I felt like, do I have much to contribute here to the group? Like when when it's my time to speak and I'm on the hot seat, it made me feel uncomfortable. And I, I like that. That's kind of why I was there. And it's gotten easier over time for sure. But yeah, I definitely recommend masterminds. Yeah.
0: And I think it's cool because again, you're putting your money where your mouth is, man. These things aren't free and you gotta spend time right. away from family. You gotta spend time you know, on an airplane, getting to Nashville, Tennessee. I mean, those things matter. And I know for me over my career, working with a business coach, you know, hiring a business coach, working with them. Uh, I talked to you earlier before we started recording about my executive forum. I mean, th- those, those people, man, are important in my life right? You balance ideas off of them that they're not even in your industry. Uh, I think that can, is really helpful as well because we get so focused on what's going on in our industry that we don't think about it from the rest of the world standpoint or viewpoint, right? But if I can yeah. get that feedback coming in, that's certainly really, really helpful.
1: That's a good point. Cause yeah, I think about my, my group, my immediate group that I meet with weekly and they, yeah, they're all different. There's a, there's one guy that is, has a marketing agency, Another one that's a coach, big real estate insurance guy, a manufacturer and the others, uh, Amazon guy. So they're all a little bit different and yeah. they all have a different family life and a different, you know, just different experiences. And uh, so it's getting their perspective yep. is important.
0: Yep. What advice would you have for somebody that's working in a, in a family business right now, man? You've got a third generation in a 50 plus year business for our, yeah. for our family business owners here. What, what, what advice would you have for them?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. So I'm going to answer just based on my experience, like what's worked for us. And hopefully, you know, anyone listening to this that has a family business, you can pull out pull out one or two things that are, that apply to you. But so I mentioned this before, but we all, we all have our clear roles, okay? I mean, that's really important. We don't have egos too, like, you know, the, yeah, my uncle is the president, but like he asks us for our input and, you know, we all, you know, there's a lot of communication that happens. Like we meet regularly. Right now, we have an office, but where the team is remote, so we see each other less often now. But we have like I just had my sales meeting before jumping on this, so we meet weekly for our sales meeting just to discuss the business, how things are going. We've got a monthly financial meeting where we go over the numbers and big picture topics, whatever you know it changes every month. And so that communication is really important. No, no egos, uh, having clear, distinct roles. Yes, like, I mean like I mentioned before, some of it does overlap a little bit, but we all have our clear set responsibilities. And I think this too, like, I think you can learn this, but I also think it's kind of built into you as well. I I think there's a feeling of like, we don't want to let each other down, you know, like we all try to like keep the same level of output. And yes, there'll be fluctuations because seasons of life and things happening, but we all like, like, I don't want my brothers and my uncle to think that I'm slacking and they, I think they feel the same way. And so that kind of accountability, I think is the word I'm trying to come up with. The accountability is there. And that's, that's important.
0: Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. So talk to us about your, kind of in closing here, you got a couple of things you're doing also as well. You got your website, you got your blog, things like that. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I've got Valentine, I've got of course, which is our family family's marketing agency. But then I also have a, this kind of was like a uh, like a COVID birth that came, I started in April of 2020. I'm very much into personal growth, like we, like we spoke about. And I was writing articles on LinkedIn about it. And then I had the idea, like, why don't I try to create a brand out of this? Like, like this could be my, my passion project, my impact project, the best yeah. way that I know how. And so I created a site called morning upgrade. It's morningupgrade.com. And it's a, it's a personal development, personal growth podcast and and blog, and it's slanted towards entrepreneurs, but it's like some of the content is, is pretty, you know, it's general for anyone I'm about to release a book. I'm about to release a morning routine product. I'm not sure what's coming up next. I'm kind of just learning as I go, you know? <laughs> And this is my passion project that, yes, I'm going to turn it, I'm turning it into a business, but it's a, it's a business that will have impact. And those two things, you know, Valentine and Morning Upgrade, that's, that's what lights me up in the business I world.
0: It. I love it, man. So where do our listeners find uh, more of uh, Ryan Cote?
1: I'm on LinkedIn, of course. For Valentine, you can go to valentine.com. And then for Morning Upgrade, you can go to morningupgrade.com.
0: Awesome, man. Well, we'll put that in the show notes, Ryan. It's been awesome having you, man. I appreciate the wisdom you've shared and uh, got a lot of takeaways here. So I always appreciate that. always appreciate the nuggets. I know our listeners do as well. So thanks for being with us. Safe travels to you and enjoy Nashville.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Brett. And thanks everyone for listening.